Hello, welcome to today's episode of Juicing the Numbers, your statistics and sports podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Tracy. And I'm Joshua Tracy. Oh, two for two. Um, One for two for one. Two for one. That's what the phrase is. Two for two is just regular price. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why that's so fucking funny. (laughs) Uh, So... We are we are still drastically or quickly approaching uh, the the resuming of sports. We're not quite there yet, though. But as uh, we march closer towards it, we have slowly uh, more and more developments and more and more discussion points as we get a finer, detailed picture of what this return might look like. So, Corn and I today will be talking a little bit more about what's going on in the world of sports as we are approaching the reopening and some other various headline topics, um, which we've made jokes about in the past, but now are coming to fruition. So Corwin, are you ready? I am ready. So where would you like to start today? We have uh, a few various little things. Uh, any place in particular you'd want to begin? Uh, I'm pretty indifferent. I feel like all of these things are all kind of going to meld together at some point. So. All right. Uh, then you want to start with Washington? Let's start with Washington. I was going to say that's probably the one that is the most independent. Yeah, yeah, and definitely the most serious in, I'll say, the grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Washington Redskins have long been maligned for the combination of their super racist name and less racist but still quite racist photo. Or logo, I guess we can say. And due to the recent, um, shall we say, increased conversation around racial issues in the U.S., the team has been under increased scrutiny about changing both of these things. Um, More so, the question has been around the name, although, honestly, if they change the name, the logo is going to have to go too. So, two for one there. Uh, I just... My biggest fear is that Dan Snyder pulls some shit where it's like, all right, we're now the Washington Native Americans or Washington Natives, something that he thinks is like, oh, that is Native American positive. People will love it. They're going to love the change. And let's just well, that's keep the like, I don't want them to, I, at, at my exact concern too, or like, he's going to go with like the Washington Warriors and it's just going to like right. keep the logo and everything. And it's like, no, like that's part of the problem. It's um, like, oh, you are just, you're so close, but you're just so completely missing the point. What? It's a it's a positive light. They they, they love being warriors. Uh, respecting them. So, Nike has come out and said that they're going to stop selling uh, Redskins apparel and team gear until. Huh? I was just saying they pulled everything off the site. But, yeah. All right, keep going. Yeah, yeah. The the site's been cleaned off and they're not going to sell it, which, like, that's who makes it. I don't think you're allowed to... Everything else that could possibly be, possibly be sold that's Redskins um, branded would be bootlegged, and the Redskins, therefore, wouldn't really even be making any money off of it. Uh, and FedEx has also... Who has the naming rights for Washington's stadium has also made a formal request to Dan Snyder to change the name. Um, so... I think we're, it's fair to say that Corwin and I are both of the opinion that this is rather long overdue, as again, we would make jokes about how they should have changed the name, or uh, as I had previously joked, changed the logo to a potato, uh, for a very long time, and now it's finally looking like it's going to happen, so Corwin, what do you think 
what what would you like to see this name be? Um, and what do you think's the most likely course of action? Um, before I dive in, I just I have a list of different podcast ideas that we could do if we just run out of things to talk about back when we you know were focusing on sports twice a week. And the thing that's probably been on the list the longest was writing an open letter to the Redskins, changing the name to the Redskin Potatoes, because we thought that was going to be a hilarious idea with, you know, an undertone of this is a serious issue that we should talk about. And I'm almost upset now that we never got to it before this all hit, because part of me, like, I wouldn't want to do it now because I feel like we'd be taking light of the situation that is now being taken very much seriously. Uh, and I don't know if it would be the right tone at this point. Um, and also that I feel like we missed the mark for getting in under the radar, not under the radar, but getting in before, you know, things got big. Um, but man, that would have been fun to write. That would have been a great I, episode. I personally am a huge fan of the red tails idea basically making it a uh not a i don't want to say monument but like a oh, what's the word i'm looking for like a tribute to the tuskegee airmen i think uh that's been something that's been thrown around around a lot on social media i forget the name of the guy who originally came up with it uh, but you know you could keep the the color the same the colors are you know obviously the least concern of anything um and you could kind of keep the a lot of the similar tones and whatnot with the Redskins name, but at the same time honoring, actually honoring people who, um, you know, did a lot for this country and everything that's going on. I think people would like it a lot. Um, but at the same time, as much as I'd love to see, you know, blacks being, you know, honored in this way, I feel like the Redskins particularly should be focusing on doing something for native americans and you know specifically so i don't know i'm i don't know what a good course of action would be f at that point but i'm sure you have an idea uh well i th i think you you, one, you you raised one of the points that i was going to make too which is this whatever whatever they do really needs to be accompanied by uh, some form of monetary recompense to the Native American community. Because that's one of the other big problems that people have in general with all uh, Native American-themed teams is that you're bringing up a, a history, whether it's posit in a positive light or in a negative light. You know, you can say that the Braves are more positive whereas the Redskins are more negative. Whatever, however you want to frame it. But then you're not, and you're making money off of that. You know, like selling merchandise and and, and jerseys and tickets to the games. And then you're not giving anything to the community whose history you're taking or, or at least using in, in, in symbolism. And that's really problematic. And I get that a lot of these teams are very, very old. The Redskins organization has been around since like the twenties. Um, the Braves have been around for a similar amount of time. And I'm sure that, like, you, that wasn't a concern back in the 20s because, you know, bigger racism. Um, but it's, it's now 100 years later, and those types of things need to be considered. And even if you do, or sorry, even when you do change the name, that still needs to be a part of your organization going forward. 
um, as recognition of not just the past parts of your franchise history, but also the fact that they come from pretty negative places. Um, as for what the team should be, I'm sure it's copyrighted, and I think I've already mentioned this as an idea. The Washington Senators would be great. Um, a history that's that's there, like that was the name of the baseball team before they left for Minnesota. So again, I'm pretty sure the Senators' um, name and logos and all that is probably copyright owned by the Minnesota Twins. But something political themed, like it's Washington, D.C. There's a ton of history in Washington, D.C. that's more positive that you could certainly take. The Washington Capitals. Um, oh, wait, damn it. That's the hockey team. Damn it. I knew that sounded too good. Um, I was I was trying to think the Washington House of Representatives, but that's not nearly as catchy as Senators. <laughs> um, but regardless, like the, it's DC. There's plenty to do there. There's plenty of history of that town where you could find other things to name your team. Um, I love the Red Tails idea. I think that's really interesting. Um, I was trying to think. There's something that, that you could do with like the Code Talkers as well from World War II that would also be uh, a way more positive aspect of Native American life or Native American history, but again, would need to be coupled with a monetary donation in perpetuity to Native American communities. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to see if Dan Snyder wanted to keep the Native American theme. I would love to see him go to Native American community leaders and say, what can I do that would be positive, that would contribute to your to, to, to this part of society, that would bolster um, your community in, in a good way, um, and then where can my money go that would be beneficial to you, and then just let them make all the decisions. Because if you're Dan Snyder, why do you care? Mm-hmm. But again, Dan Snyder is one of the worst owners in sports so that's not going to happen like it's one of those things it's like obviously you're going to have final say and they're not going to have free reign to name it you know the washington dan steiner's a fucking cunt (laughs) which you know probably fan wise would probably be the most popular um but yeah like doing what florida state does you know the florida state seminoles you know many people have said oh that's the same vein same vein it's like no it's not because florida state works alongside the Seminoles year round and supporting their community, supporting, you know, their tribe uh, in so many different ways, both monetarily, you know, through the education at Florida State, through, you know, so many different aspects. It's a, you know, mutual support between the two bodies. There's no reason why the, you know, Washington Football Club should be doing anything other than doing something like that, you know. The thing I want to see most is them basically doing a 180 and just going deep into full support of that community. Um, you know, if you want to name it after a specific tribe from the, you know, Maryland, Virginia area, okay, go right ahead, you know, support the the community of Native Americans there. If you want to do Native Americans as a whole, you can easily do so. You know, there's so many things you can do with this that would help out all of the different communities affected by this name. And, you know, people saying, oh, how does it affect them at all? Like, it's it's a derogatory term that's been used for hundreds of years. It would basically be like calling them, you know, a team, the Chicago N-Words. 
Like yeah, it, it really it, it, is in the same vein as that. And people don't get it because it's not something that's mainstream. Um, but I just, I want to see that support alongside it. I don't care what the name is. I really don't. As long as it's, you know, supportive of native Americans or, you know, other minorities like the red tails, as long as there's that support, you know, mingled in, intertwined as part of the change. Exactly. And I, 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 I think we're just going to sit here agreeing with each other, <laughs> but I mean, it's true. It, and it seems so easy. Like you, Dan Snyder wouldn't even need to like pay a focus group, like mm-hmm. just go to the community leaders and say, what can we do? And then just do that. Like it would take so little effort on his part. It would be the most financially um, prudent option. And it would, be, and it would, it would take by far the least amount of effort for the the Washington football organization as a whole and uh fingers fucking crossed they do the right thing I'm just um, so happy that all of these major companies you know Nike FedEx who has the naming rights to the stadium Pepsi uh are finally coming together and being like actually we're going to be the ones that are going to make sure you do this because we're just going to stop giving you money and then Dan Snyder obviously the greedy asshole that he is is like, all right, well, time to change the name, guys. So let's get this done. Been working on this for a while. Really, been something I wanted to do. Let's actually do it. Yeah, and Dan Snyder, as of two years ago, saying that he would never, all caps, change the name. And uh, now look who's had a ch- uh, change of heart the second his wallet gets affected. Seems like to be a pretty, uh, pretty effective means of of getting what you want here, folks. We we come out a lot and say how we want to have you know more people on the pod we want to you know have guests on dan snyder could walk up to my front door knock and say hey i want to be on the podcast i'll put it everywhere i'll tweet about it i'll fucking put the juicing the numbers logo on the washington football team's uniforms just let me on and talk about how great i am and i would tell him to fuck off because i would never want to have a actual conversation with that piece of shit no i the, the last thing i need is to give him a goddamn platform right even if it is as small as ours e the dick um so this uh, actually also brings in the question of what's going to happen to the cleveland indians because they have um much less prompted than than the than the redskins as the redskins have actual like sponsors and um manufacturers saying that they're going to stop supporting them uh the indians i think are just taking uh trying to get ahead of that also happening to them um and saying that they are also looking to change their name and this has been a lot more in the works than than washington's has been you know the indians took the chief wahoo logo out of circulation um or out of primary use about two three years ago they do still sell the merchandise for it, but that's only that's an, actually a very interesting part of uh, copyright law. You have to actively be using the logo in order to maintain the copyright. And the reason that the Indians want to maintain the copyright on Chief Wahoo is so that it's not mass distributed and perpetuating more of a stereotype than it already is um, mm-hmm. in the more limited capacity in which they can control the amount of merchandise that's sold. Um, but... So now they, they, they've reverted to a, a block C that is a very, very boring logo, but uh, logo. yeah, terrible, terrible logo, but better than uh, what they had um, for different reasons. Actually, you know what? It's the second worst logo in sports. 
Redskins logo is worse. Oh, sports. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I thought you just meant baseball. <laughs> uh, and so anyway, this is this has raised the question of what to do with uh, Cleveland's sports team's name, um, wh- what the Indians should change their name to. Uh, the Spiders has been a an oft-talked-about uh, option because, again, that's what they were once called. That's what they were when Cy Young was there as, as the pitcher. They were the Cleveland Spiders. Corwin, do you have any thoughts on them? I don't know. I, I'm not a fan of the Spiders just because I feel like, I don't know. I feel like they can do better. It just, something about naming them the Spiders just does not inspire hope to me. It doesn't inspire me. I find it to be a very boring name. Exactly. You know, like, I don't like Spiders. I don't want to wear a Spiders logo when I go to a Cleveland Indians game or Cleveland Spiders game. Um, it feels like a minor league team. It really does. You know, it doesn't have the kind of gravitas that major league teams have with their names for the most part. I mean, yeah, there's definitely some that if they were, you know, brought up today or used today for the first time, it'd be like, really? Come on. The Padres were naming a team the Dads. Are you kidding me? The Um, Athletics? Yeah. The fucking Yankees? Get out of here. Um, I don't know. I've, I've honestly haven't thought about it since the last time we talked about this. Um, and I just, I don't have any constructive ideas to add to like what we could name the, the Indians. The only one I have, I think is also a little bit minor league-ish and that's because it actually is the name of a minor league team over here in New York. Um, but the Cyclones, I think would be a nice name because then you could, like people want to name go back to the spiders name because that's when cy young pitched for them but cy stands for cyclone mm-hmm. and the cleveland cyclones would actually be a pretty different and fun and new way to bring up the uh cy young history the little actual man cy young history of cleveland uh again i understand the name is a little bit more minor league-ish um and it, i also don't think it has quite the gravitas but i would prefer something different than spiders and if we're gonna go with something different that also references their past i would go cyclones um what if we just named them the cleveland steamers (laughs) the cleveland dirty sanchez's (laughs) um i feel like that's a topic that we've talked like i think that was the exact ideas we had the last time we did this i wouldn't be surprised Uh, that's the thing it's tough like if you were to make a brand new mlb team like what would you name it that's basically where we're at you know you want to give a little bit of weight to the history of of the town there but it's like also cleveland's such a nondescript city i don't mean that in a rude way i just mean like what's what's the building you think of when you think of cleveland i don't I think of the It's Cleveland video and how fucking shitty Cleveland is. I I think of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Museum and uh, the Factory of Sadness, and those are the only two buildings that come to mind. Like, even their baseball field has a terrible name. It's Progressive Field. Huh? The Cleveland Factories of Sadness. Hey, it wouldn't be a bad name. (laughs) Your 2067 World Series champions... The Cleveland Factories of Sadness. But up, up, uh, they could be the 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 what was it that when they tried to hold up signs that said dog pound, but they got it in the wrong order. That should be their name, uh, yeah. like the <laughs> the Pog de Bund. 
Yeah, that's that's the new name. Um, uh, what if we just named them like the Cleveland Beiges, so we could have the Browns, the Beige, the Cavaliers. Ah, uh, why? How did the Cavs get their name? There were no Cavaliers in in Cleveland. I have absolutely no idea. They should just name it after some shit that sound like the Cleveland. Ra- no, they can't go Rashomon because that's that's Japanese, and they'd get in trouble for that. But I was just thinking of the movies I like. What's the 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 Cleveland Cleveland River Quies? The Ooh. the <laughs> the Cleveland Revenge of the Sith. Yes, the Cleveland Obi Wan Kenobi's. <laughs> Listen, I'm not saying I would lobby for that, but I would 100 percent lobby for that. Man, I bet th- th- there's got to be a fun fucking name out there for them. The Cleveland uh, Departed. Wicked Departed, dude. Um, the Cleveland, the Cleveland Godfathers. Let's just name them the Cleveland Steamers and not tell any of the older people who clearly don't know what it is what it is. I'm game. They can have. Uh, they can have. The merch, the merch for the Cleveland Steamers would sell out every single year. Yeah. They would not be able to keep it in production. Mm. But regardless, I hope that uh, along the same note as we mentioned with the the Redskins, that they also whatever their name change is, it is also accompanied by more contributions towards the Native American community. Um, at the end of the day, I don't, I. One, don't give a shit what they change their name to as long as it's something that's not derogatory. And two, have significantly more faith in the Cleveland Indians to um, change their name to something positive than I do Dan Snyder. 100%. Uh, can, we, can we change Dan Snyder? Can we switch him out too when we go through this you know, rebranding? I would love that. Who would you rather own that team? Uh, Who would make a good team? Literally anyone. I want um, get, give me Gary Vaynerchuk. Oh, absolutely no, because I want him to own the Jets one day. Uh, actually, I do also want him to own the Jets one day. He deserves uh, the Jets. What about what about um, Bill Gates? That'd be cool. The Washington like... Washington Softwares. <laughs> Let's just name them the Washington Microsofts. And just allow it to happen. No, no, no. The Washington Macrosofts. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. Yes, that um, was a bad joke. I, I I I understand. Who who would be a good NFL owner that isn't already? I feel oh, like I guess Mark Cuban would be. He's a great NBA yeah, owner. I would be all for that. Um I'm a big Mark Cuban fan as an owner and a person. Fellow Jew, um, Mark Cuban. Exactly. Exactly. I would say Kanye West just because I feel like that would instantly become the weirdest team in the NFL. And I feel like they kind of deserve that after, you know, being so racist for so long. Well, didn't you uh, hear he's he's going to be a little bit busy running for president? Yeah, that's kind of why the thought was in my head. That's just the fact that he announced that he's running for president was kind of like, huh. That's pretty funny. That's a good joke. And then seeing everyone being like, this is what I've been waiting for. Vote Kanye. Or like, Kanye's got my vote. And it's like, oh, 
oh, this is going to fuck us. This is bad, right? This is this is like exactly what we were saying about Donald Trump running for president, except, you know, it's four months before the election. I um I saw that he that people were like commenting on Kanye being like wacky. And I saw like someone retweeted his post on Twitter and I didn't finish reading it because I didn't care because Kanye is like a whack ass dude and says a bunch mm-hmm. of funky shit. And I kind of gave up on him like a year or two ago. Um, and then later I saw people saying that he like announced his presidency. And I was like, wait, er, wh- wh- what? And then I went back and reread the tweet and it says like at the end, he's just like, I'm also running for president. I'm like, are you, f- dude, you, you need assistance. Like this is, yeah, this is not good. You named your daughter a direction. <laughs> uh, he is a hundred percent one of those dudes who probably used to be like a weird guy, like definitely had some crazy ideas, but like worked hard and no one ever said no to anything. And it just spiraled out of control. Well, uh, like, I, think that's undoubtedly. One of the, I think that's one of the tough parts about being a creative guy, because like, I bet people at the beginning of your career are saying like, don't do that. No one's going to appreciate it or like it or whatever. And then you get successful doing like that weird thing. And then all of a sudden, no one's going to tell you to stop doing the weird things because it made you really successful. And Kanye's had that success, but like in spades. I mean, oh my God, with like literally everything he's fucking touched. And that led him to probably being just surrounded by sycophants and him constantly trying to outdo his own wackiness. And that's led to him being going from criticizing George Bush about his uh, treatment of black people live on television during a Hurricane Katrina. Um, I guess I think it was a fundraiser. Uh, to him, 16 years later, being a MAGA person, talking about running for president as a Republican, like, we, he's gone so far down his own asshole. Um, I don't think there's ever any coming back from it outside of intense therapy. Yeah, I don't know. Like, there's just so many different ways to go about dissecting what the fuck Kanye is. And it's just, I don't, I can't even start. I have no clue. Well, we can start by, don't vote for him. Oh. That's a great place to start. Don't fucking do it. God. Just don't. If I have to have a conversation with someone that I either, you know, am friends with, am close to or whatnot, and have to have the discussion of why did you vote for Kanye West as president of this country? As like a serious conversation, I'm, I don't know how I'm going to deal. I, I refuse to have that conversation. And luckily, I don't think I know anyone that's going to do that. So I'm hoping I don't have to have that conversation. Uh, but shall we, shall we move forward towards the supplemental draft? Yeah, let's do it. Tell me what's going on with that. So the NFL decided to... Uh, basically just canceled this year's supplemental draft that would have taken place this summer. Um, Didn't exactly give the best or really any reasoning about why other than, you know, oh, COVID going on, we're, you know, there's so much uncertainty, we're just going to postpone it. We're just not going to have it this year. We'll have it again next year. Um, And the big theory behind it is that if the college football season ends up being canceled that would allow all of the 
ineligible college players from this past draft in April to be eligible for the supplemental draft this summer. So guys like, you know, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, uh, Penai Suell, all of the top projected picks for next year would be eligible to be taken in the supplemental draft this year. So teams like the Bengals could take Trevor Lawrence with their first round pick next year and be able to trade him to the highest bidder. Basically, you know, without having to, you know, obviously the Bengals are not likely to have the first overall pick next year, but they will be taking the projected first overall pick a year before he was intended to come out. So teams will be paying just absolutely astronomical values to be able to get him. Um, and it would essentially break the draft for a year, two years, maybe even longer, depending on how much these teams are willing to trade for these players once they are you know, taken by top teams. So it would basically just throw a giant wrench into the balance of the NFL uh, and would destroy it. And as much as I would absolutely love to see it, uh, that would be fantastic. Um, yeah, I, that's the thing. As part of Team Chaos, like, because I'm also losing grasp on sports being a real thing. It's become such a, just a loose concept. Um, I Even if it adversely affected the Jets, I'm just not sure I'd care. I want to see the stupidest shit on the planet. I want to see the wackiest outcomes possible. Um, I want I want the Bengals to to win a playoff game. Ah, that's too much. <laughs> that's not even possible. Nope. I want that streak to last as long as the uh, the World Series drought for like the Cubs. Could you can you believe the sentence that the Bengals have gone so long from winning a playoff game that the internet became a household item or household commodity? And the Washington football team changed their name. You know Actually, what? Have, 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 wait, the Bengals won their Super Bowl in nine. Or sorry, not the Super Bowl. Their uh, their playoff game in 92, 93? 93, I think it was. Ninety three. So the Texans didn't exist yet, right? <laughs> the uh, the they've won the, playoff games. The Jaguars didn't exist yet. They've won playoff games. Uh, anyone else who didn't exist yet? The Raiders uh, didn't move to Las Vegas yet. The Chargers didn't move to Los Angeles yet. The Rams did the didn't move to Los Angeles yet? yet. Huh? Did the Ravens exist yet? They I moved they out. Ravens. I don't think so. I think the I think they were still the Browns. I think they moved in ninety four. Let's see. The Baltimore Ravens. Because I think the new Browns were ninety nine. Ninety six. Ninety six. Ninety six. Wow. Okay. Uh, I don't think the Titans existed yet, did they? I think they were, were they still the Oilers. Uh, yeah, they were probably the Oilers still at that point. Like the scope I don't know of if they the, were world, the Tennessee or the Houston Oilers, but they were the, most likely the Oilers. The scope of the entire world is so drastically different, and the Bengals are the same. The Bengals are the one continuity that we have. Like we joke about it being the Browns, but even they won a playoff game. Yeah, and like as the new Browns, not even like the vintage Browns that are now the Ravens, like 
basically expansion. So basically every expansion team has won a playoff game since the Bengals won the playoff game. They were the Houston Oilers until 96. They were the Tennessee Oilers from 97 to 98 and the Tennessee Titans since 99. Jesus. Uh, Oh, Jesus. Man, the Bengals. Nah, who do you think is the worst franchise, the Bengals or the Arizona Cardinals? Uh, Probably the Bengals. It's tough because... They went to the... A- NFC Championship game. They were like one play away from the Super Bowl, which I, I know. think they may have been favored in if they went. I I I ask because the 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 Cardinals have had more recent success, but have a much much longer history, and most of it is very bad. Um, whereas the Bengals have had maybe two good seasons in the last decade, um, and have never really had great success outside of, I think they had one or two Super Bowl appearances, but have a much shorter history. So I'm not sure. I think, I want to say the Cardinals are the worst franchise only because they're like 120 years old and don't even have like an original NFL championship. Like where the Lion, one of the ones the Lions have. I don't think they even have that. I don't think they've ever won anything. Uh, I actually don't know. I'll try looking it up. Who's to say? Arizona Cardinals. Boop, 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 boop. Um, they won two league championships in 1925 and 1947. Uh, they won the NFC in 2008. And that's pretty much it. That is outside of like division championships, which they have seven since their inception. Uh, that uh, that is it. They have ten playoff appearances in their entire history. Oh my god! Ten. Nineteen forty-seven, nineteen forty-eight, nineteen seventy-four, seventy-five, nineteen eighty-two, nineteen ninety-eight. 2008, 2009, 2014, 2015. So they're making progress. But God, they were a sad, sad franchise for a long, long time. The Jets, the Jets, the Jets, who are not a historically good franchise, have 40% more playoff appearances than the Cardinals. That's That's nuts. That's bad. Ooh, playoff appearances. How many do the Jets have? 14. Okay. I looked up the Steelers. How many do they have? 31. That's a lot. That is a lot. 23 division championships to the Cardinals. Seven, was it? I think so, yeah. And they are... Wow, they are significantly younger as a team. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like the Cardinals, it's not just that they're like a mediocre franchise, it's that they've been mediocre to bad for like a hundred plus years. Like they are I think think the Arizona Cardinals are the oldest professional football team. This is their one hundredth season in the NFL. That's so fucking bad. So so not good. 
Um, speaking of uh, mediocre football teams, shall we talk about the Bills? Yeah. So uh, they announced that they will not be allowing fans in attendance to games this upcoming season. Uh, this is going to be a very stupid question, but uh, do we know why they've said this? Um, I'm assuming because I know I just because I know a lot of other franchises are like as long as the state allows it, we're going to do it. Um, so is it strictly public health related? I assume so. I'm going to try and look up the specifics um, now, uh, but I feel like it is in part of what the. Um, you know, New York State is going to allow. Uh, it's something that we haven't seen with the Jets and Giants because they don't play in the state of New York. Um, but I, I don't see how it could be anything other than they just don't see the prudence in having fans in attendance when it's going to be so dangerous um, this upcoming season. Which I fully understand, and I think Corn and I, I think we've talked about this before, is if you don't have fans in the stadium, would you allow teams to pump in fan noise to at least a mild degree? Ah, but then you'd, like, you'd have to, because usually fan noise is heavier on uh, opponent offensive plays than they are on your team's offensive plays to help keep um, communication on the field easy when your team is trying to coordinate their plays than when your opponent is, and you wouldn't want to have teams have complete control over that because then you could just ramp it up at a decibel level that's unsustainable for an actual fan base strictly to cause disruption so man i guess that actually would probably have to play in silence that's fucking weird yeah so i found the uh, statement from the buffalo bills uh, they announced this on tuesday uh they said that uh attendance will be banned for all team activities until august with a high chance that there will be no attendance throughout the season, but they have not, excuse me, finalized that yet. They're allowing all season ticket holders to just skip the 2020 season without any penalty or payments. Um, And they are just heavily hinting towards not allowing attendance in uh, essentially perpetuity. I mean, I think that's the way to do it. Like, if, if I was an owner, I would I would be fully expecting and planning on not having any attendance and then allow myself to be pleasantly surprised if we approach a possibility of actually having fans in the stands. Uh, I, I definitely wouldn't bank on that happening. Yeah, I mean, I would absolutely, as an owner or, you know, front office member be essentially planning and setting the stage for no attendance whatsoever and then having the uh, contingency plan being having to allow small numbers into the stadium. I mean, I understand the whole, oh, we won't make any money. That's why they, they need attendance to be able to keep the shit afloat. Like, no, that is just such utter garbage. There's no way these NFL teams do not have the reserves to keep their team afloat uh also attendance and ticket sales sorry sorry for cutting me off also uh as again i think we've mentioned before it has never ever been cheaper to get a loan than it is now especially as a billionaire um they're straight up handing that shit out it's crazy if you are a business owner, they're just, they're giving you like zero percent interest loan with a high probability for forgiveness. 
You can get one. The the Federal Reserve is talking about buying up corporate bonds. Like, like there's so many avenues. Don't fucking lie to us. Like, I under if you say it'll be a little bit tighter, but we'll be able to get by without having to, you know, put up any collateral for a loan or anything. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. But don't be like, we're poor and hungry. Please, please come to watch our football games. Like, we know that's not true, bitch. Uh, it's just, it's ridiculous. It's one of those things where it's almost like they are more comfortable lying to us at every given moment than just being like, hey, we don't want to lose all this money, guys. Come on. We're like, just just because the owners are too old to understand how a Google search works doesn't mean the fans are. <laughs> so true. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, man. So stupid. Um. Speaking of football and sports coming back, uh, baseball has been uh, continuing its journey towards resuming. Um, teams have reported, we're recording this on Sunday the 5th, uh, so teams have reported, depending on the team, one to three days ago. And that means players have been tested at a much higher degree. We're seeing positive tests come back. That is to be expected. Um, I believe it's right around one and a half percent of tests administered coming back positive, which is a phenomenal number, but that still means that we're seeing players test positive, including um, Freddie Freeman had a positive test yesterday. DJ LeMahieu of the Yankees had a positive test done, uh, or had positive test results come back. Um, so it's a it's tough because you want to call it a hiccup because you're finding positive tests, but again, that almost had to be expected, right? Mm -hmm. So, well, what have you been thinking about, um, or what have you made of of the headlines as we've been seeing baseball slowly resume? God, man, it's just, it's been jumping up in numbers so steadily since we've been increasing, you know, the, the team activities, these guys being around each other, you know, it's not just baseball. I mean, you see it with, you know, college teams. You see it with, you know, uh, all these other teams and leagues coming together for the first time. And these guys are starting to, you know, get tested positive at a higher, higher rate. I feel like baseball being the first, te- you know, the first league to come back, you know, in this size, in this presence. I, I don't see how we're going to be able to keep these numbers from jumping up dramatically. You know, like Freddie Freeman, for example, he got tested on Tuesday and was negative. By, you know, Thursday morning, he was, you know, had the sweats, had difficulty breathing, whatever his symptoms were, and tested positive. And it's just going to happen like that. And it's just going to keep snowballing and snowballing and snowballing until large swaths of the league are all testing positive together. And before you know it, there's not going to be either enough players or there's going to be so many people testing positive in such a short amount of time. They're basically just going to have to call everything, you know, force everything to come to a halt and just cancel the season altogether. I, 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 I'm so perplexed by the situation. Because if everyone was tested upon entry, how and every all those tests came back negative, 
how are we seeing positive tests now? Unless even in a uh, very reduced amount of people for a spring training, even with a very, what one would hope uh, is a strict guideline around um, contact with non-player and personnel, these people are still getting sick. And that's one of the things that, again, you and I talked about, Corwin, is like, even if everybody within the realm of organized baseball is tested continuously, constantly negative, you still have outside factors. Someone still has to get them food. Someone still has to provide them with with medical care. Or someone still has to just get them basic necessities, fucking clothes, laundry, some shit. And like, how do you account for all of the variables? And I think that's what's fucking them right now. Because I'm sure that the MLB tested every single person before they were allowed to uh, participate in any on-field activity or any of the staff was able to communicate with uh, or physically interact with the players. I'm sure they had to be tested too. And still you have Freddie Freeman testing positive. Like, that's that's how this is going to go. That's what we've been talking about for, for months. And of course, of course I still want baseball to happen. Because for one, it's my favorite sport. And for and two, I mean, I'm just dying for live sports to be a thing again. That's not golf. Because I can watch the NBA. I cannot watch golf. Um, I like I don't, golf. I like watching I, it. I know, I know, and I'm not trying to shit on it because I am aware this is a very popular sport. It's just not my deal. Um, but if you have teams getting sick, which again, if like your star first baseman's getting sick, guess what's the first base everyone runs to after they get a hit during practice? It's first base. That's where Freddie Freeman hangs out. Um, how long until the rest of the Braves get sick? DJ LeMahieu got sick. How yeah. long till the rest of the Yankees get sick? Like, knowing the Yankees' luck, they already are. <laughs> yeah, seriously, we're all going to be on the IL. It's and again, like this is this is a good test case for other sports. This is a good test case for what reopening other businesses might look like because this is such an intense stress test on these types of restrictions and health guidelines and and testing regimens and all that type of stuff. But it's. It's going to, I think, be ugly for the next couple weeks, at least. Uh, I know Sean Doolittle, uh, NL, and MLBPA representative uh, and spokesman, came out and was like, "Yeah, the Nationals are, you know, having delays with testing, and they still don't have N95 mask or gloves that were supposed to be, you know, delivered for team activities, and you know." These are the kind of you know supply chain issues that are going to happen throughout all of training camp, throughout all of the NFL season because it's not perfect. And at the end of the day, this is what's going to get people sick: is not following you know the strictest of safety guidelines to a T. And not and you can't ju- and if you do follow the safety guidelines, it can't just be for like two weeks. If mm-hmm. everyone in the organization from the players to the coaches to the training staff are going to have contact with outside entities. It's a part of life you literally cannot avoid. You have to keep, you have to keep up the rigorous testing and the rigorous healthcare standards that you're going to have for the entirety of the season. 
And of Sean Doolittle saying that they can't even do it in the first three days? Mm-hmm. How are they going to hold it up for the next like three months? And I don't have any faith in all of you know MLB players following these guidelines as strictly as they should be. I really do not think that the even the majority of NFL M- M- MLB players are going to be you know up to the standards that we would want from them. And that level of distrust is why we're already seeing players opting out. Yeah. Oh, David God. Price I, most I, recently. I hate seeing people like hate on guys opting out. You know, you see it now and then and it's like, dude, this is so much bigger than playing for a season. Like this isn't like an easy choice. It's like, oh sweet. I'm just gonna stay on vacation and you know not play this year. It's like, no, like they're giving up significant amount of money to stay at home and not do the sport that they have loved their entire life and everything in their career has been building up to play major league baseball just deciding now nah, we'll see how it goes and just not participate this year isn't exactly an easy decision no and it's not yeah. something they're taking lightly and like the fact that like mike trout the biggest uh i'm, I'm, I'm going to be resident to say biggest star only because the angels are not great at marketing. Uh, but the best player in baseball is considering opting out of the season himself because he has a kid on the way. And the kid's and his child is, is is set to be due at some point during the season. And he doesn't want to risk getting his wife sick, possibly infecting their 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 uh yet to be born child and creating any kind of a pregnancy complications be just because that's so much bigger than the game. And as much as, you know, it's easy to, to sit back in your armchair and be like, well, if, you know, that's one of the risks associated with being a ball player, you get hurt sometimes, you get sick sometimes. No, you don't have to. It's an option. It's not like breaking your thumb trying to slide into second base, which he did like three or four years ago. You have the option to avoid a situation or a set of circumstances that might involve you getting literally deathly ill. And... <laughs> you got to respect people's willingness to step back and appreciate the, 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 the bigger picture of life. Do you think we're going to have baseball this season? I'm going to cop out. I'm going to say it just depends on how the next two weeks go. Um, because if it, if it doesn't, if the next two weeks don't go smoothly and they aren't able to control their environments and they're not able to prevent, um, COVID from spreading beyond the players that have already tested positive. I don't like I don't think baseball can survive or this sorry, this season can survive um opening day getting pushed back much farther than it already has been. Just mm-hmm. because 60 games is also already widely being criticized. Like if it gets reduced down to 50, 40, 30, I mean, it's not even a season at that point. And right. And based on how these next two weeks are going to go, I think that's going to dictate how many games we actually end up getting. Because if like all of the Phillies get sick, you're going to have to push back the season. You can't just move forward with missing an entire franchise. You have to have all 30 teams on board, even with reduced players from people people opting out or, or you know having to have more minor leaguers or quad A guys than you would expect. But 
if uh, if they can't get their shit together and keep everything as contained as possible, uh, I don't know. So I'm gonna I'll, ask me this question again on uh, July 19th, and we'll I'll give you a firmer answer. I I also kind of have to have a bit of a cop out. I do th- think that there will be games played, but I think it's gonna be the MLB is so desperate to put baseball you know, on TV this year that they're just going to force games to be played to some degree. But I think it gets so bad that they're just going to cancel the season prematurely and there won't be a significant amount of baseball played. I just don't see how they can go through with the full shortened season that they have proposed. So this is, this is the th- why I'm thinking the next two weeks are going to be so important because if they can't contain it in spring training, where they're still at their stadiums because everyone's basically doing spring training at, at their their actual stadiums instead of down in Florida or Arizona, which, of course, are the two hardest-hit states um, and where all spring training facilities are. Um, oh, you mean then, summer camp? <laughs> yes, my apologies. Summer camp facilities. Um, like if they can't keep it contained now, then there's no slight, faint possibility to do it during the season because the teams aren't even traveling now. You know, mm-hmm. like, Cleveland isn't coming to New York yet. New York's just in New York. Cleveland's just in Cleveland. Like introducing the additional factors and variables accompanying travel, flight, um, again, like hotel stays, restaurant staff, the whole nine is going to make it harder. Because um, if they if they really button it up and they really like crack down and are able to contain everything, then. I'll have more faith in their ability to do it on a larger, more complex scale that is the regular season, but I just I just don't know yet. I just... I, like I said, I was expecting there to be positive tests, and I was expecting there to be players that opted out, and so far it's only been a handful of days, so this all seems like how I would have expected, but I, it's just a matter of if it gets worse or if it gets better, you know? It's one of those things where it's like, I want there to be sports this fall because I want to be a fan and enjoy them. But I hope that there isn't just for the health and safety of everyone involved. I just hope they don't fucking sell tickets. I mean, oh, I, I could see a world in which all the sports we, we know and love get played. I just hope to God they don't sell tickets. I don't fucking get it, man. Don't go. Don't buy the tickets if they do sell them. Don't do it. I just have no faith in all of humanity for this to work out well. Even if, like, if they have sports in any capacity, I have utterly no faith that it will work out to any seldom, you know, level of success. It's the thing. It's, it's, it's the, 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 the rickety bridge we've once again come across. That is the the bridge between uh, capitalism and public health. Yeah. So far, it's been a pretty uh, it's been pretty one sided. Yeah. No kidding. So uh, we shall see. I guess. Uh, do you think there will be other sports played this year? NFL, NBA, college. I think football? the I think the NBA's plan seems by far the most sustainable. Right. Uh, they're doing it all in one city. They're they're keeping everyone very isolated, uh, or at least isolated with 
within the people that they're going to be seeing uh, exclusively. Um, they're doing a smaller number of teams. Like their plan seems, and plus NBA teams are much smaller. You know, you have five starters and like what, like six bench guys. Like it's not, it's not a lot of players to begin with. Yeah. So, um, it it would it's easier just from that respect. But their plan by far seems to be the most sustainable. So I think it's I think that's a, I'm I'm going to be bold and say that's a lock. I really yeah, think that I, that's going to happen. Once again, completely agree. I think NBA is good to go for this for the rest of the season that they have, which even then is short enough where it's you know again another aspect of how manageable it should be. Yeah, yeah, they've been very realistic with with what they're expecting. Um, the NHL just has, I still haven't heard anything. I'm sure you haven't. So I, I I'm, I'm, don't even have a comment. Um, the MLB is, we just talked about it. It seems so up in the air. I, I, I'm not ready yet. The NFL, man, it's, it's still a couple months out. Um, so maybe, but those rosters are so fucking big and it's so much contact. Um, I'd almost rather them announce a pre-reduced season to like maybe ten games, um, just to just to push it back a little bit. Or you know, it's a cold weather sport; they shouldn't have a problem just pushing back the the season in its entirety. You know, it's not like baseball where they're trying to avoid December baseball games because the players aren't used to playing in that cold. It is a cold weather sport. Football, they could do it. I don't know. Um. I'm I'm the most hesitant to say that bo- b- football gets played to a high degree, um, or to to a uh, a most typical standard. But man, I I don't even know. Yeah, I mean NHL. I have heard so little on it. I can't even begin to form an opinion on what their status is going to be. The NFL, I just. I feel like it's going to end up being the same the same boat that MLB is in where right now it seems fine because no one is getting together and there's no contact between teams um but I feel like just the nature of the contact it's just going to jump up so much uh and we've seen how well NFL players are at you know following Safety rules uh, at various you know points the past couple seasons and just how dumb just individual players can be at some points. Um, I don't think college football will be played at all. I think it is almost a lock that the college football season is going to get canceled. I I think for moral reasons it should. Those people are not getting paid to do it. It's. It amplifies the literal biggest problem that I think most people have with college football is that you're asking, um, you're asking athletes to work for free and risk their bodies for free, because um, fuck the fact tuition's free. That doesn't that, that doesn't mean you're getting paid. However, you know fifty thousand dollars a year. That's not how it works. Um, and to ask them to not only put their bodies on the line for free to do the sport that they love, but then to also ask them to risk their health alongside it that's a huge huge ask and i would think very immoral to do yeah if they held the season now with college football oh my god the only silver lining would be how 
quickly NCAA would be fucked by the whole, oh, they're student athletes, they're students first, and they would just be persecuted with this whole paying of players and all that stuff. So they would lose all leverage whatsoever in that argument. Uh, and I just, I don't see how schools could be allowing these student athletes to play and be at such high risk while, you know, they're shutting down such a majority of the rest of their campuses for the rest of their students. I was that's what I was going to say. Yeah. If they, if, 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 if your college isn't open for in-person classes, there's no possible way to justify your, uh, your university football team to be playing games. And like, I know there's going to be certain schools that are in States or in areas that are, you know, very low in terms of uh, the amount of cases that they've had recently. They've been handling it very well, and they're in a very good spot. But you will have students coming in from all over the country, interacting with who knows how many other people. You know for a fact how dumb college students can be when it comes to listening to what the man has to say. Um, and you've seen how... You know, some colleges already who have had teams back starting to practice, like Clemson, who is up in, like, the 40s for the number of cases amongst its players. You have teams like Penn State who have zero positive tests so far. You know, Clemson, if the majority of their team has it, they're not going to be able to play. And if certain teams in certain conferences can't play the season, how are they going to fill in the rest of the schedule for other teams? And it's just going to piece by piece, it's just going to be this house of cards that collapses. So I can confidently say that I do not think college football will be played this year. I I wholeheartedly agree. Wholeheartedly. And I actually think it might end up being really good for college football um, in terms of, well, really good for the athletes, I should say, in terms of getting paid because it gives us another year of um, getting more states on board with the concept of their student athletes getting paid and it gives them uh, gives more time for recruitment to be biased around which states allow universities to pay their student athletes, um, which could put more pressure on the states that aren't. So, I think that could end up being a, a, a relatively positive thing too by taking the season off. It, I would be. I am just so excited to see how the NFL draft will turn out because obviously that's my obsession. I would love to figure out how the red shirting and eligibility is going to work out and how that ends up affecting recruiting, eligibility, the NFL. There's so many things that just are going to have to change and be adjusted. Um, and I am very happy. I do not have to be the one making those decisions. Um, but I definitely, definitely am excited to see what they end up being. Yeah, that's going to be another fascinating storyline heading into next year. But, all right. Um, anything else on anything we talked about today? Uh, no, 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 no. I'm out of notes. Well, we'll keep... Uh, we'll keep updated with anything else that happens again with baseball reopening slowly and steadily we'll i'm sure have more to discuss as more players opt out uh, as the 
coronavirus situation with MLB develops to see if it goes up or down or stabilizes in any meaningful way. Uh, and hopefully we get some positive news on the Cleveland and Washington sport teams and what their naming situation will be as the, as the next few weeks unfold. Um, keep in mind, next, uh, next episode is the movies episode. Corwin's your pick once again is what? Oh, my pick for next week yeah. is uh, Kelly's Heroes. Kelly's Heroes, that's right. Kelly's Heroes. Uh, my pick is Good Morning Vietnam. So we'll talk about those movies on the Thursday episode. Uh, so make sure you give them a watch or decide that you don't care about watching them before the episode hits. Uh, so until Thursday, y'all have a good one. Bye.